Grace, mercy, and peace be to you from God, our Father, and from our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. If you, like me, have good hearing, you are listening to the rain beat on the roof of this house and the thunder and lightning crash just before the creed. You know, that was oftentimes associated with the judgment of God. The lightning and crashing and the thunders roaring. And in the Bible, it's associated with the glory of God. And you might be afraid. But fear not, little flock. For God has steadfast love for you. That's what today is about, right? That God comes to us, the risen Christ with steadfast love and kindness. A few verses that you didn't hear but follow right after our gospel lesson for today is this. For this reason the Father loves me, because I lay down my life that I may take it up again. No one takes it from me, but I lay it down of my own accord. I have authority to lay it down, and I have authority to take it up again. This is the charge I have received from my Father. You see, the Father sent the Son not to do just any small thing. He sent the Son to save. He sent the Son to lay down his life. What makes the Good Shepherd the Good Shepherd? It is that he is in obedience to the will of the Father laying down his life. And that's what the Apostle John reveals to us. That it is because he lays down his life for the sheep that he is good. Nobody takes his life from him. But he lays it down willingly of his own accord because he loves. Our God is love. Let the lightning crash, let the thunder roar. But today we remember that our Father leads us through it all by his Son who goes before us. He is the God who does not leave his sheep scattered, but he gathers them into one flock so that he might properly care for them through all life's trials. Jesus is so much different from a hireling, as he remarks. A hireling cares nothing for the sheep. He does not own them. A hireling only considers what profit may come from owning the sheep or shepherding the sheep. What he does is he leads them forth to and from, making sure that they are at least fattened up. The greater the profit, the more he might see in return. But Christ, the good shepherd, does not consider any profit from the sheep. What is there to profit from us? He does not look at us as though we are cattle grazing us until it is time to send us fattened off to the market. You're not a sheep to be slaughtered. You're not even a sheep to which the Lord will take from you the wool. The Lord does not consider what profit he might gain from you only that he may gain you as his own. For you are lost to him. 
You were lost in sin, your own mistakes, your own trials, everything that you had gotten yourself into, the mess which you had made. You could not save yourself from it. You needed saved. You can't fix your own problems. And oftentimes when we do set about to fix our own problems, we have a habit of making them worse. We try to cover up one thing with another, and that leads us down a black hole of sin and death. We couldn't fix our own problems. So God, in his love, sent the Son, who takes those problems, our sins, to the cross and bears them in his own body. He meets our evil with his innocence, and he triumphs. In his death, he triumphs over our sin. In his death, he brings his sheep together. For that's what we are united in. We glory in the cross of Christ. We are united where sin once separated all of us, scattered us all to our different places. Now you all come here united. Right here in the forgiveness of Christ. And that's how we stay united. That's how we stay gathered together is through these blessed sacraments. You may have never been a member of my family, but in Christ you are. I love you like my brothers and my sisters. You may have never had anything to stand on in this life, but because you are with me in Christ, we stand together on the rock of our salvation. There may have been things which separated us, sins. But because of the blood of Christ, we are not scattered each to our own way, but we come back together to be reconciled in Christ. Without Christ, we may all well have been going to hell. It is most certain. But in Christ... The good shepherd gathers us and he doesn't just lead us here on earth, but he leads us through to eternal life. And he gives eternal life to all believers. We certainly have a good shepherd. He goes out before us. He leads us in the way that we should go. He cares for us. That's why Psalm 23, I think, is used so often at funerals. Why do people like it so much? There are so many wonderful psalms, but yet the most requested psalm at a funeral is Psalm 23. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I shall fear no evil. It is because of the resurrection hope that the evil of man was met by God in Christ. And he conquered it. He rendered every evil thought, every evil intention, every evil deed that we had ever done, he wiped it out by dying for it on the cross. So even though I must come through the valley of the shadow of death, I have nothing to fear, for my good shepherd leads me. He leads me into the eternal days but we shall forever graze on the goodness of the Lord.
even now you have such hope. When you think about your baptism, when you think about how the Lord stilled the waters of this baptismal font for some of you, for others it was at another, but it all was the same. In these waters the Lord brought you the very blessed gift of being brought in as a member of his family. In the old time, there was the distinction. You were either a Jew or you were a Gentile. But the Lord said, we're doing away with these distinctions because now you are all one in Christ Jesus. You take on a new name, Christ. You are called a Christian. Today, whatever may have separated us from our own individual heritage, or our own life, whatever way it was, together we are now the flock of Christ. We are Christians brought through the waters of baptism. You may be searching for that good grazing land, and yet no matter what you may read or where you may try and find it, you will always be filled up, always, when you read the Word of God. That is the pasture for the Christian. And in fact, when our days are started in the Bible, or when they end in the Bible and before we go to bed, we always go to bed full. Or we always start our day off full. Because if you're anything like me, as you begin your day, and as the moments and the hours go on, and the people you talk to or the places you go, it takes a little bit from you. It empties you out. It tries your patience, tries your nerves. And there, again, you remember how the Lord was tender towards you and compassionate. That instead of letting his anger burn hot against you, like we are easily prone to anger, Instead of that, the Lord showed you his steadfast love. He made sure that you were able to deal with him according to his mercy. So that he didn't feed you in the justice which was right on account of your sin to punish you. But instead he brought to you his mercy and the forgiveness of your sins. And called you together and forgave you. I realize that it's not easy to listen to the voice of God. It requires a change in the heart. You cannot encounter God and not be changed. You either will harden your heart against the Lord, or the Lord will break your heart so that you amend your ways and by the power of the Holy Spirit live a new life. But in the text today, you realize these different things. That the Lord calls, he gathers, he leads. But as the sheep, we can resist all of those things as we often do. When he calls, you can plug your ears or pretend like a child you didn't hear what they said. Referring to your parents. You know they said something. You know most of the time exactly what was said, but you just choose to ignore it. When he goes to gather you, 
You could say, no, I have better things to do, even though you really don't. When he tries to lead you, you can say, well, I have my own way about me. I don't need your help. I don't have to follow everywhere you go. Eventually, I'll make it back. Maybe sometimes you do. Maybe sometimes you don't. But the truth is, when the voice of God goes out in Christ, there will be some who will choose to listen. And so they will gather. And as Christ leads them, they will be changed. If you grow old in this church, and by the time you reach 90s or 100, and you don't look any different, you've become bitter or angry, then you haven't heard a word that was spoken in this church. As we progress in this Christian life of sanctification, following our shepherd, we actually change. We become more like the image of Christ in how we speak to people, in how we consider one another, how we love, how we give, how we pray, how we counsel. God changes us. But there is always that temptation to not be changed, to try and live in both worlds, a world of our own voice, our own wandering, our own ways. But that's a very dangerous world to live in. So I encourage you all in listening to this good shepherd that you be gathered. Let Christ bring you into his arms, into his fold, where he will properly care for your body and your soul. Trust yourself to him. And as he leads you, let yourself also be changed to be meek and humble, to be godly in word and deed and thought, to relinquish your control And to allow the Lord to work in you, to will and to do according to his good word. And as you follow Christ, there is a place where you are going. And it is, as I said, the place of eternal days. The Lord is leading you out of this life. He is leading you through death and he is leading you in to the resurrection. The resurrection of all the dead but eternal life to all who believe in Jesus. And in his name we say, Amen. Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Now may the peace of God, which surpasses all our understanding, guard and keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, our Lord.